Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Merry and Christmas! Welcome back. You are obviously listening to My Surrogacy Journey, the podcast season three. We're back for another festive episode, and this is especially for you if you're embarking on building your family. This episode will help you if you want to dodge some of those annoying and awkward questions at family get-togethers, work Christmas do's, or whether it's just to arm you to help you manage your own well-being and mental health. I am Michael. Merry Christmas to you, lovely listener. And I am the other half of Wes. And we're very proud dads to two children by UK surrogacy and egg donation. And we're back in the studio with tinsel and everything else that comes with it. I'm loving your jumper, I've got to say, <laughs> Wes. Thank you for downloaders again. Have you subscribed yet? Well, no, make sure you do. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not and you love season one and two, then you're in for a treat, starting with this particular episode. And we are feeling festive today. We've got our jumper on we're sipping on some damn some gin and eggnog really eggnog well do you not like it? No. Oh, I do. So in season three, we've got uh, a new sponsor. We are sponsored proudly by Manchester Fertility. Wes, tell us a bit more. Manchester Fertility is a centre of excellence for surrogacy in the Midlands and the north of England. A leading fertility clinic with over 35 years of experience building families for people within the LGBTQ community. With an established heritage and excellent success rates, they provide many fertility treatments and pathways for same-sex couples and single, trans, non-binary people and heterosexual couples from across the UK. Manchester Fertility are well known for their fantastic team of experts who provide the best patient care. We're talking about the emotional support during a surrogacy journey, which plays an integral and really important part to your journey. And there's no better person to guide you through this than Tracy Sinsbury, who is a specialist fertility counsellor with over 20 years of experience. She provides support to people embracing assisted conception with a passion for donor conception and surrogacy. Tracy works as a counsellor both within the NHS and the private sector and with My Surrogacy Journey, providing support for intended parents, no donors, surrogates and their partners too. Hello, Tracy. Hello. Hi, lovely to see you both. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well. I love the antlers you've got on your oh, head there, Tracy. <laughs> Absolutely festive. <laughs> this is a really important topic. And actually, if you listen to our season one Christmas episode, Tracy also featured on that too. It was really apparent one, it was our, one of our biggest episodes of the season. It was one of the most downloaded episodes. So it clearly demonstrates that need yeah. for people to, again, have some safety and some comfort and get all those balances right. So thank you so much for being here again. Our listener is obviously preparing for the festive season. And as, as Wes mentioned, we hear that a lot of people, as soon as the schools go back in September, they're thinking, oh, God. Next, it's Christmas. Everyone's going to be on me talking about... Yeah, get when... Halloween out the way. And then as soon as they start to see all of those festive things in the shop, the triggers start to come. Mm -hmm. They start to then start thinking about how am I going to process this? What's going to happen? All of those, all of those elements. Yeah. So how do you start preparing for the festive period? And, and what, what are the types of things should, should we be thinking about? It's an interesting one because thinking about starting early, 
I work with people who start thinking about the following Christmas, January. Mm. Because if you've come out of a difficult Christmas, oh my God, you don't want to repeat it. Mm, that's and important. when we're thinking about fertility stuff, if you went into the last year thinking we'll do surrogacy next year and you started surrogacy and are thinking, well, how long is my wait going to be? Your friends and family can be thinking, well, who by next Christmas you'll have a baby? Yep. And you're thinking, well, it might be a few years, a couple mm-hmm. of years. You know, hopefully I'll be pregnant, but we'll be real about the timing. It can feel really, really negative. So it is about what traditions do you want to create for you? So when we're thinking about Christmas traditions, doesn't matter if you're thinking about your new Christmas traditions in January, February, June, September, October. It is that what excites me? What do I like to do that I want to top myself up with more of over the festive season so I can prioritise me individually, us within our relationship, if you've got partner, so that you can make it more manageable from the off. There we go. But I think people are triggered by different things, aren't they? You know, and mm. how do you manage those triggers and how do you how do you let those people around you know about how you're feeling and how certain things can make you feel? Mm-hmm. I think the triggers oh, vast because you can go to a Christmas market and it can be a smell. Yeah. It can be actually just being at the Christmas market. It can be spotting families. It can be the adverts on the TV, nowhere's safe. Every magazine, every book, every newspaper, there's something promoting family Christmas. Mm-hmm. Any supermarket, family offers for Christmas. So you can feel there's nowhere safe to hide. Mm-hmm. So it is claiming those triggers so that you can think, okay, what can I do for respite? Do I need some time in? Do I need a safe space at home that becomes extra safe? that is where I can have my hot chocolate corner. So if I want to enjoy, I can't, I can never remember which shop it is, and I'm probably not meant to advertise anyway, but whichever one does the cinnamon latte, it is that, where where can I go and have it and just really enjoy it without all the nonsense? Mm. It's so true because you think about the season and it really does gear for you know, promoting whether it's inclusivity or all families and it's there's yeah. tons of smiling faces everywhere. And and that alone can be someone just thinking, I'll oh, just go away, will you? I just want to yeah. sit in a darkened room and eat and drink my cinnamon latte on my own. Thank you very much. And where you said about avoiding the unavoidable, it is about what makes the unavoidable manageable. Mm-hmm. So if you have to go and do a family Christmas... You might not stay there. You might find a spa hotel down the road, especially if you've got relatives with kids going back to parents as well. So I can have the time in, but, oh, I can have the time out. And that can feel quite decadent. And it can feel, oh, my parents will be upset if I don't go and stay or brother will be sad if we don't stay with them. But if it's sold as we were gifted this, you know, bought it as a Christmas treat, thinking actually it make Christmas extra special. We still get to see you and have a proper break. We can have that pamper time. Mm-hmm. Again, it's uh, make, making it work so that you can put in place a few boundaries that really recognise how difficult this is. Mm. Tracy, how would you give people permission to be selfish? 
Because often, you know, at Christmas, you, you, you're you trying to please everyone, but you, you don't please yourself. Is How do you give yourself that permission to actually think, this is what I need? I appreciate this is about the family Christmas, but I have to put myself or my partner first. How do I give myself that permission? I'm smiling because as a counsellor, you have to be in years of therapy during your training. And as a good counsellor, you often get back into therapy. If you find out, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that I'm sharing to affirm it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point in time where 51% of you cannot do what is expected. And 49% will be shouting, oh, you, they'll be let down, they'll be angry, they'll be upset, you'll be embarrassed, there's, oh, you'll be made to feel ashamed for not being part of it. And actually 51% says, sod it, I need to look after me. And that's perfectly okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't want anybody to think that 100% of you in your entirety is going to be comfortable not doing what's expected. Because life isn't that kind. No. You know, if it was no one had ever come for counselling, it'd be great if there was a switch. So it is expect to feel a bit bomo as much as anything else we're normally there we're all opening presents Mm -hmm. then the arguments start well actually i'm going to lie here in my bed have breakfast in bed and go for a swim might go for a sauna before we go over there at lunchtime again it's that what's going to help make it manageable and outweigh all of the negatives all of that impact Mm -hmm. and how do you manage those relatives tracy who aren't as kind of considered as you'd like them to be who ask those questions that you just really don't want to be asked who just really can't read the room oh gosh i'm wondering what made you think it was okay to ask oh, I'd, I'd, you know what i'd love the confidence to say that to people i really would <laughs> i do wes does <laughs> but that's so good that that's such a good response when you put your fingertips to your palm you create a robust shield of resilience because people often those who love you and care about you more will be saying things that is coming from all their stuff. So if we can find a way to swat it back, you know, as I said, fingertips to your palm, create that strong shield with your forearm. We're not talking about knocking granny out here, are we? We're just metaphorically well, speaking. Almost <laughs> might be. <because laughs> grannies tend to be the ones with the least filter. Yeah, they do. They really, but they genuinely do. No, I know. I think it's privilege of age. They don't care. Yeah. So actually, because they don't care if you say, I'm not happy to talk about that, they'll cope. Because they don't care anyway. Yeah. That's a classic. I love that one. What else can our listener take from, you know, things to say or phrases to, to put in their armoury? Because you, you come out with the, the best and the classics and the visualisations. What, what else oh, can we... So do you. And I think that can be really useful. Because if somebody is being questioned about their surrogacy journey, they can whip out the phone, show them the Instagram account and say, follow Mike and Wes, they have loads of podcasts, find out all about it. And then you'll have a better understanding of what we're going through Mm -hmm. and be able to be more supportive. If somebody is prying or questioning, it is that I really get a sense that you want to help. And actually, if you really want to help, Do some different research, don't ask me, because I'm a bit exhausted by it all. Mm -hmm. I can see how keen you are to help. Take me for a cup of tea or buy me a cake. You know, it is actually, there's nothing that anybody can do to make it better. So it gives people permission to want to try. Yeah. 
but to be able to ask. And I often think that a lot of these questions and comments come from a good place. They're, they're not, oh, they're, yeah. they're absolutely not wanting to put you in a difficult position, trigger you, offend you, all of those yeah. things, but they aren't equipped, are they, with the, the kind of mechanisms that are going to do it in the most sensitive way or the most tactful way. And I, I think if you're at a family event where there's a few more people or a friend event where there's a few more people, if you've got a buddy, you can let them know, mm. have my back. You know, if I need to get out, if I need to change the dynamics of what's going on or just bring in a different subject, it is who's got my back. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're not out on a limb, you're not on your own. Mm, That's good advice, particularly for our heterosexual listener. The unwarranted, unsolicited advice um, oh, well, you mean all the fertility experts that all live of those in your experts family. that go to the christmas party that you know want to say oh have you tried doing it like this and all of that you know they've had a few sherries and they're they're, they're they're giving you all of this medical advice that clearly you you haven't done or tried how do you deal with those type of people because there's a lot of those yeah absolutely it is that gosh it sounds like you're really interested who do you know who's been through surrogacy god you just shut, shut them, them down. straight away <laughs> But it really is. Again, it's about their stuff. I can see you're trying to help. I'm wondering why you're trying to be so helpful. If you've got specific questions, ask, because obviously I've got a team working to support me. Yeah. So I I always wonder where it's coming from. I wonder what's going on with you that you thought was okay to ask all these questions. Gosh, (laughs) gosh, you've got a lot of questions. Yeah, wouldn't that be a nice place to be? Tracy, I remember from the last one we did in season one, uh, you you talked about kind of messaging ahead and letting people know how they can help you and what kind of things they could do. Just tell us a little bit about that, because I thought that was a really, really useful technique. I think I've moved on a bit because I really like a WhatsApp group now. I was just about to say there's always a family WhatsApp group. Yeah, I think if you've got a family WhatsApp group and you just say, just know for talking about it today, can we have a day off? You know, can we just talk about everybody else? Yeah. Message me if you want to ask how I'm doing. Don't ask me when I see you. Yeah. And, and I think it's just about being upfront and, and right. letting people know where, yeah. where your boundaries totally. are and what's acceptable yeah. and the impact that they're going to have on you. You know, this I find this really difficult to talk about. I really want to enjoy Christmas. I'd really yeah. appreciate if you didn't ask me about it. Mm-hmm. Happy to pick it up one-to-one on a message afterwards. But just know we're, we're working towards it. Everything's going nicely. But... I don't want to talk about it I don't it want to today. talk about it because that's okay, right? Yeah, great. You know, Wes, it sounds like you don't need me here because that sounds fab. <laughs> but it, but it, it really is that. What do you want? What is manageable for you so that you can put it out there and have your boundaries? And again, that's why if you haven't got the family WhatsApp, having a buddy mm-hmm. who can say, oh, gosh, we're having a day off today. Don't talk about surrogacy. You know, that comes with the conversations back January the 2nd, we're having Christmas off. But equally, you might say, no, I'm happy to talk about it and feel in a really good place. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about the practicalities, just not the feelings. Yeah. So you can ask me what happens next, but don't ask me how I am. Yeah. I, and it's I, about you being in control of it, right? Yeah. And it not controlling you and you being triggered and, and like if you are ahead and in control. And, and look, we acknowledge that's not always that easy, right? It's not. But I think what I'm hearing is you're owning this and you are giving people permission to, to ask. Because what none of us like are those nasty surprises, do we? I, I hate surprises 
end of. But yeah. then those triggered unwanted surprises are just really hard to deal with. And, and, a, and a family WhatsApp group is just such a good way to set your stall up, let people know and just put it out there. Mm, totally. Now, we are sat here, well-informed, surrogacy-aware individuals. You put it out there in your family WhatsApp group, and some random auntie will say, oh, they're always trying to make it about them. We're not allowed to talk about it. We have to walk on eggshells around surrogacy. You want to gag that auntie. Get your shield you know, out. So, and I, again, I want you to really claim it. But acknowledge you can't get right by everybody else because they're all unique too. Yeah. They're all processing from their perspective and nothing you can do or say will make it all right for everybody. So don't expect it to be. It is let them crack on with it. Look after you. Number one present for yourself this year should be to prioritise you. Mm, absolutely, you should. As you said, we all have an awareness of surrogacy and or have been through fertility treatment. So we get it. But what are the elements do you think that people should share based on the fact that they don't really want to be questioned on it so how would you unpackage surrogacy without the floodgates being opened you know what would you advise there's a lot of waiting and a lot of uncertainty and an equal amount of hope and we stir it all in together and what i need from you is to just be there to support me because I'll be times when I'm frustrated, times when I'm so excited, and you might be panicking, you know, oh gosh, you're going to be upset if things don't go well. And it, again, it's just be, remember, we've got two ears and one mouth. You know, <laughs> listen a lot and talk a little. Always offer a hug. Be kind. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say to Granny. Come on, Granny, you've got two ears and one mouth. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it really is that people who don't understand don't understand the fatigue of waiting even when your surrogate's pregnant mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like how slow does it go yep. and then it goes too quick and you're not prepared and you're, <laughs> you're not ready so again it's that the surrealty of it that detachment doesn't feel real till it's real and it'll feel even less real for those around you so you have to look after you and then take the lead. Ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And remember, you know, the greatest gift you can give yourself or anybody else is time. That's why it's called the present. Oh, I love that. See, look, I knew this was going to be a good one. And I know that we've had it on season one, but it just has evolved. And I think the conversations we've had today, I think are going to help so many people. And I think there's so many good nuggets of kind of advice. Take it or leave it, you know, or yeah. it's, it's, it's entirely up to you what you want to get out of it. But for me, this episode is really content rich of those mechanisms mm -hmm. and those, those coping mechanisms that you have, how you can help yourself and other people help you navigate an amazing Christmas. And it may not be the the usual phrases in your vocabulary or, or, the, or, or the usual um, ways that you've coped previously, but neither of you have ventured down this particular path. So hopefully this episode will resonate and you can just take one or two of the nuggets that, that will just give you the space, you know, pop that shield up and let people know where you're at and what you're comfortable talking about. Tracy, you've been amazing. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to Merry you Christmas and yours. To you. Merry Christmas. Take care, guys.
Don't forget, if you need your podcast fix, we're back every Monday, proudly sponsored by Manchester Fertility, a leading fertility clinic with over 35 years of experience building families for people within the LGBTQ plus community. If you want to find out more about My Surrogacy Journey, then please head over to our website, mysurrogacyjourney.com or find us on Instagram, official My Surrogacy Journey. And if you like this episode, then please subscribe to the series. We'll have another episode coming out weekly. Thank you for listening. We have been your My Surrogacy Journey podcast hosts. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.